Amen. How long have we known each other? <laughs> long. 39 years. <laughs> Amen. Let's get in the Word. You ready? Amen. We are concluding the series on Let's Get Real. And we've been talking about a lot of things that we, we've been strong in, but we've really gotten real. And we've really said, this is what Scripture says. This is how we are supposed to think. And in concluding this, one of the most important things about hearing the voice of God is this title, Relationship is a Tuning Tool to God's Voice. So I'm going to ask if you'd turn your Bibles to Luke chapter 10, verse 38, and we're going to read that in a little bit, but I just want to, because we're concluding this series, I want to go over some of the specifics we talked about I would encourage you, within a week or so, we'll have the series ready for you in a couple weeks, and uh, encourage you to get that or go online to myvcc.org, and you can listen to the many teachings that we've done on this. This is probably one of the most important things you'll ever hear uh, regarding your relationship with God. So let's begin by talking about some of the things we've talked about. This redemption that we have has given you a spirit that is brand new. When you become born again, your spirit becomes brand new. The Bible says that it becomes a new creation. All things have passed away. Your spirit, Scripture tells us, we gave this to you in this series, cannot sin. So your spirit always has an ability to hear God. But your soul at times struggles. And with your soul, sin takes place. And because of that, it breaks fellowship. And sin, we have found out, brings confusion in hearing the voice of God. But when you obey the voice of God, you, by your spirit, you obey his voice. So in essence, we are a spirit-led spirit-walking, spirit-living being. We have to come to a place of understanding this because when we get the explanation of the two trees in the garden, we're going to go over this again. I want to reiterate what we have learned through this regarding decisions and hearing the voice of God. And one of the greatest teachings of this series was when Terry talked to us about the undivided heart. Remember that your heart is two, your spirit and your soul. And we are to have an undivided heart. And how that is, is where your soul, which the Bible describes as the older, because you were born in this world, born in sin, your spirit was dead. But when you became born again, your spirit became alive. So your soul is older than your spirit. And in this, an undivided heart is where your soul is the older, but your older person submits to the younger, your spirit, because your soul struggles. Your soul has the emotions. Emotions were given to us so that we could understand God, so that we could understand what God is doing in our life. But what happens in sin, our soul learns things from the world, from sin, and we have a battle within, 
And the Bible calls that a divided heart, whereby at times our lives are led by our emotions, by our soul, instead of led by our spirit. So last week in this series, I've been giving you three things each time. And this time, I have given you three more things. And the first is relationship with God is our highest priority. There is nothing in life that you do that's of greater priority than having a relationship with your God. People have come to me and said things like, well, I'm really busy. I have this, I have that. I have Nothing's more important than your relationship with God. If anything steers you into that being more important, whatever it is, relationship with others, uh, school, whatever it is, that is keeping you from perfectly hearing God's voice. We learn that the sin of Adam caused a relationship, separation with God, causing, and this is, was very important in the series, causing a fear of the voice of God. You remember the story when Jesus every morning would walk in, in the cool of the morning in the garden, and Adam and Eve would walk with him and just would talk and listen and, and just grow so close together. When they sinned, they hid because they heard the voice of God. They heard the voice of God, and it caused fear in them. Sin causes fear in us of the voice of God. And because of that, what it did was it produced a wrong concept of God that brings doubt of the reality of his voice. There are literally Christians that struggle with thinking they can't hear God, that because they're not a pastor, they're not a leader, they're not standing up front, they're not a teacher next door with the kids, they're not leaders and they don't hear God. And I wanna tell you, the new covenant says that if you are born again, you have an innate ability to hear God. You see, sin breaks an amazing intimate fellowship with the Lord. Sin, once you're born again, sin does not remove you from relationship with God. It breaks fellowship with God. That's why 1 John 1.9 says that uh, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins. So the, re- the original plan was to have an open word filled communication with mankind. That was the heart of God at the beginning, and that's the heart of God now. If you are here and you feel like that God has disted you, if you feel like that God, you know, because of some of the thoughts you've had, some of the things you've done, some of the things you haven't done, that God is not wanting to speak to you, that is a lie from the pit of hell, and I want you to look at me straight in my eyes And I want you to hear from me that you are an amazing, I am looking out at the most amazing people in the world, born again, filled with the Holy Spirit, and you have an ability to hear God and to hear his voice and to walk in perfectness with your God. Relationship and staying in fellowship without sin with God is the main tool to hear God. So here was the second thing that, that I gave you last week 
is relationship with God is our highest pursuit. Now we began with this, and now we're going to go a little bit deeper with this. Remember the two trees in the garden? The two trees in the garden is called the tree of life and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Remember, God designed you to hear his voice and be guided by it, to pursue the relationship that perfects your hearing of his voice to guide you in his word. But the problem that we found that scripture tells us that Adam ate from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. This by sin separated him from a relationship with God causing fear of God's voice. But hear this well. Hear what I'm about to tell you. This sin separated Adam from God caused fear of the voice of God. So this scenario caused Adam now to, listen, alone make decisions of whether something is good or bad. In today's society, many are not hearing from God, causing them to live and make decisions without God of what is good or what is bad. When people are living their life judging others, judging themselves, judging life only by their consciousness of things, whether they are good or bad, it produces chaos and it produces confusion. You see it in our world today. In our world today, we find chaos and confusion and hatred and all kinds of racism and all kinds of things that are going on because mankind is making choices based upon this is good and this is bad based upon their soul, what they feel. God never, ever intended you and I to be a judge of whether something is good or something is bad. He wanted us to hear his voice and be led by him. I'm going to say that again. God wants us to hear his voice and be led by him. Jesus said this in Luke chapter 18. So Jesus said to him, why do you call me good? No one is good but one, and that is God. Spiritual principles is this. There is only one good, and that is God. Any good of mankind is not good enough. That's why Jesus had to come. God himself became a man without sin. He died for us to redeem us back. Why? The conclusion is, is to be led by his voice and the written word. Adam and Eve chose the wrong tree. Adam and Eve chose the wrong tree. Now, because of society today and everything that we, we do and all the wonderful things that we do in our world, you and I have to understand that it's still true that we are to be led by God and not led by what is good or what is bad. The original intent of the conscience 
is to draw you to Christ and be redeemed. Scripture tells us that there was, there was this little bitty faith that was given to each person. And it was given to every person to see a need for Christ. And as to draw you to Christ, that little bitty thing, the conscience, is not to bring you into a place where we become God in of ourselves. We choose what's good. We choose what's bad. Then you are put in the place in your spirit where God walks and talks with you every day when you become born again. When you become born again, your spirit becomes brand new, and now there you are again, have the ability that Adam and Eve had to hear God, walk with God, and make decisions being led by God. Because if you're led by God, guess what you do? Good. Because there's only one good, and that is God. Now, watch this. So God designed you to live in an intimate relationship with him. Redemption removes the guilty conscience, and now you serve God by his voice, by his written word. Now, it's not about what's good or bad. It's God's voice. And in God's voice leading to that, then you understand what's good and what's bad. But when we got it backwards, then it produces chaos in the world because everybody has their own opinion of what's good and what's bad. So let's look at this again because I don't want to walk away from this conscience. I don't want to walk away because we are inundated with a mentality of, of what's just, what justice, we're inundated with all these things. Now, listen to me. The Bible says that God is a just God. And if we want true justice in our world, then we need to hear the voice of God and do what God says. Now, follow me. Let's go a little bit deeper. I'm not saying God doesn't want us to have a pure conscience, because that's not what the Bible says. 1 Timothy 1.19 says this, having faith, notice faith is first, having faith and a good conscience, which some have rejected concerning the faith, have suffered shipwreck. Let me read that again, then I'm going to explain it. Having faith and a good conscience, which some have rejected concerning the faith part. There are two trees, tree of life, tree of the knowledge of good and evil, faith and conscience. Having faith and a good conscience, which some having rejected concerning the faith, in other words, it's not about faith, it's not about hearing God, it's not about the written word, but it's about my conscience, what I see is good, what I see is bad, it says they have suffered shipwreck. Let me ask you this. Do you know where faith comes from? Yeah, hearing. Romans 10, 17 says, so then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Faith comes by hearing or from hearing. So putting all this together, you know how I am, 
putting all this together, Scripture says, to live by the voice of God, you will have a clean conscience. To live by hearing God's voice, obeying God's voice, then you will do the good. And that's the only way to live a just life. And there are people that will say, well, I, I live according to the word of God, and they look like they're holy and everything, but they're not really hearing God, and, and, and they're making decisions or judging other people, whether they're good or bad, in this world. And people have struggles, people are living lifestyles that that aren't biblical, aren't scriptural, but they're judging these people, and they're supposed to be spiritual. And, the God, and God is saying, no, what I want you to do is I want you to hear my voice so you can minister to these people and do good and do just. And in the social so- society, then we have spiritual social justice. And we have people that understand what is right and what is wrong, what is right and is what, what is wrong is what God said. And the world has tried to get you to a place, sin has tried to get you to a place where you're afraid of hearing God because when you're, you're hearing God and you're living according to the principles of God's word, what happens is that people that don't think you're bad. And then you were ostracized from them. Young people today, I have a worse than I've ever seen it in 60 years of my life with Christianity. Because the judgment of what God says, many instances, in many places, are not based upon what God said, his word. Oh, man. Can you imagine Everyone in the world heard God, knew what he said, and obeyed his voice. Can you imagine the good that would be in this world? Can you imagine the transformative changes that would happen in our inner cities, that would happen in our cities, when we would hear the voice of of God. Can you imagine the families that lost their moms this past week? Can you imagine if none of them heard God? None of them received the comfort of the Holy Spirit? Can you imagine if everyone lived by judging what is good and what is bad? Because in today's society, there's some tough things going on. And if we decide in everything, our healing, our health, our welfare, just by getting along and doing good, it would destroy. But the families here that lost their loved one has a God that intimately loves them and is there in the midst of their pain. 24-7, never sleeps, never slumbers is always there. That's the type of justice that I want to see in our world. How about you?
when people are not hearing God, they say, I cannot ever do anything that will violate my conscience. You ever hear that statement? Well, I know you say that, but I can't do anything that will violate my conscience. My question is, what if God told you to violate your conscience? You ever thought of that? Some would say, well, God would never tell me to violate my conscience. Hmm. So in other words, God is limited to our conscience. What we feel is good or bad. Then some would say, Pastor, give me an example where God would tell me to violate my conscience. Well, there are many in the Scripture. How about one? God told Abraham to sacrifice his son. Well, I can explain that away. You know, God is God, and he knows all things. He knew that Abraham wouldn't do that, and and if he did, then, you know, God could heal him. I've heard all those explanations. God told Abraham to sacrifice his son. It was symbolic of Jesus. Now, in the area, what happened? Abraham said, guys, hang out here. My son and I are going to go up yonder. They're from the south. And go up yonder. And <laughs> three days, going to go there. And God will provide. Hello. Faith and conscience. God will provide. What God's asking me to do is absolutely opposite of what I think is right. Why would he do that? He promised me a son. He gave me the son. Now he says, I'm going to take it away. It's not God's heart. I'll tell you, that would have violated my conscience. After Ryan was born, God says, uh, go to your office and sacrifice your son. See, the focus is not trying to get us to do something wrong. This is what the Word was teaching us. And this is what I'm trying to tell you. I'm trying to get us away from living from the wrong tree. There are two trees, the tree of life, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Either I live by faith in God, listen to the voice of God, or I live by my good conscience, and whatever I see fits good is good. What I see is bad is bad. Doesn't matter what anybody, doesn't matter what the word says, doesn't matter what God says, what matters is this, because this is how I feel. When God created us, he created us to live by his voice, his word. Adam and Eve lived by, by his voice until sin came into their world. Then they live by whether things are good or bad. Let me ask you this. How did that work out for them? How did that work out for them? Not well, right? What happened to their first two kids? Cain murdered Abel. Judging between what's good, you know, that they brought an offering and God accepted one and not the other, and that's a whole other teaching. But the reality is, is that Cain killed Abel because he judged what happened wasn't right. And so what did he do? He killed Abel, murder. 
That's what's going on in mankind today. Jesus came to restore so we can have relationship and live again by the voice of God, by faith. Relationship is our highest pursuit. Men, men's journaling, OSL. This coming Saturday, we have the breakfast. And I'll tell you what, my stomach's growling right now. You might have heard it in the front row. But the food's good, but I'll tell you what, the spiritual food is awesome. And I have an announcement for you, too, a surprise. Ladies, Dr. Mila has a word for you at retreat. Amen. Go after Jesus and love him. Now let's go over the third, we're almost done here, the third thing regarding relationship with God. It's our highest passion. Luke chapter 10, I asked you to turn to that. Verse 38 through 42, it's a famous story. Now it happened as they went that he entered a certain village And a certain woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary, who also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. But Martha was distracted with much serving, and she approached him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Therefore, tell her to help me. And Jesus answered and said to her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and troubled about many things. Let me just say this a different way. Martha, you chose the wrong tree. You chose the wrong tree. But one thing is needed. How many things is one? One. One thing is needed. Everyone needs to understand, living Scripture is not hard. One thing is needed. And Mary has chosen that good part which will not be taken away from her. What was that part was sitting at the feet of Jesus. What was she doing hearing his voice? Jesus says, you are worried and troubled by many things. But one thing is needed and Mary has chosen that good part and it will not be taken away from her. You want to have a solid life? You want to have a life that's, that literally brings solidity, a life that, does, that, you know, things happen, but you're still, it's like you're just that train just keeps going. No matter the wind, the rain, it just keeps going. And that's you when you choose that one thing. When you choose to hear God and choose to be led in your spirit, and when you do that, When all Hades breaks loose in your life, you're not going to fall. Jesus says one thing is needed in all of our lives. And again, that is to sit at Jesus' feet and hear his words, to hear his voice. See how amazing this is? See how simplistic this is? Do one thing. Hear the voice of God. Now, next week, I'm going to, in the beginning of a new series, I'm going to give you those 10 things, and I'm going to list them for you again so you can have them. Here's something I want to do in conclusion. 
To hear God's voice, what do you do? You make an appointment. You decide a time and a place. Remember we talked about uh, some of you are not morning people. And the first thing that happens when we talk about journaling, <laughs> you know what we do? I can't get up at 4.30 in the morning. I can't get up at 5.30 in the morning. I'm a night person. Okay, then do it at night. Decide a time and a place. We talked about how to confirm his word with the Bible, with counsel and peace. If we heed or obey his word, we get more words. I have told you how to do this, but church, I cannot create this relationship with God. Only you can. I cannot create a fellowship with God. Only you can. I can't hear God for you. Oh, we've talked about how words of knowledge and the gifts of the Spirit and and we can come, but God is intimate with you. He wants you to hear him. He wants you to know him. He wants you to hear his voice, what he says, and abide by what he says. But we live our lives and we well, this is how I feel. A good conscience, good conscience, but there's only one good, and that's God. Now, I can hear God with you and help confirm some things, but I cannot create relationships for you. Israel, God called them to the foot of the mountain. You remember when Moses went up? He went up to hear God, and he brought back down, you know, the commandments and everything. Did you know the Bible tells us that God called all of Israel to the mountain? And only one went. He called them to the foot of the mountain. And the Bible says, as they got to the foot of the mountain, the thunderings happened of God and and his voice thundered and everything, and they got afraid of his voice, and they didn't want to go any further. I love children's books, spiritual children's books, but they don't tell the whole story. And sometimes we just hang out in the children's story. Amen, don't we? Let's get real. And I want you to recognize is that God called all. Hmm. Speaking of that, I think the children's book is called I Think I Can. Anybody read that? I Think I Can. You don't have to be the big engine to hear God. You don't have to be standing up here. You know, me standing up here, most of it is just my legs get tired. It's not about I'm up here and something holy. Yes, I'm called of God and I followed the calling of the Lord, but I, I don't walk around like, I'm Gary who's called of God to pastor a church. I followed the obedience of God. I am no different than what you were called to do. And we gather together and our gifts work together. Why? Because we hear the voice of God. We're not all in here judging what's good and what's bad. And if we are, then we struggle with life. We struggle with things. But when we are led of the Holy Spirit, we come in agreement. We come together. We're in the Word of God. We grow. We serve. We love people. But 80% of what we do in life is outside these four walls. 
And I don't want ever God to say, how come you kept them inside the walls? I want you to go out there and prosper. I want all you young people to go out there, go to school and succeed in what God's called you to be. Hear God in your relationships. Hear God in your business. Hear God in what you're going to do for a living. Hear God for your ministry and obey it and do the work of the ministry and succeed and prosper. Because when you do it, and you do it that way, you're not going to be in chaos when everybody preaches at you, good or bad, you still hear the voice of God and you always think you can. I'm going to ask that you would stand. I want you to make a commitment. Man, I'm looking out at the most amazing, and you say, Pastor, you're just placating us. No, I'm not. I'm looking out at the most amazing people because I understand what I preached on. I understand if you're born again, you are a son or daughter of God, that you're called, that you're anointed of the Holy Spirit, that you have an ability to hear God, that your spirit does not sin. Yeah, you might have problems with your soul right now. Hello. But you now learn to submit the, the older, your soul, to your younger, your spirit. And what does your spirit do? Your spirit hears God, and then your soul, then you get emotional about it, and you do things, and guess what you're doing then? You're doing God good. Not man good, God good. And when you do God good, it's perfect. It's perfect. You look at a young man that we, we dedicated. Called of God is named. Life is ahead of him. Challenges are ahead of him. But as he, from the beginning, is being told, God has a plan for you. Listen to his voice. God loves you. He is walking in that garden that you choose. Your appointment, where you want to meet him in the closet in your home, in the office at your job. I, I, you know what? I proclaim to every business owner here, if you have an office, you get there early and you listen to the voice of God. And I promise you, he will tell you decisions to make. He will tell you what to do, how to do it, how to fix this, how to fix that. He'll direct you. He'll talk to you how to bless your employees. do good because you're doing God good. You heard his voice. I'm going to ask that you'd make a commitment saying this. I'm going to do my best to develop my personal relationship with God. Before this series, saying a personal relationship with God was almost a farce to some people. Because Relationship, oh, you're right. Personal, why would I have a personal relationship with the creator of the universe? Who am I? Let me tell you who you are. You are a son or a daughter of God. God has planned things from the foundation of the earth, Ephesians chapter one. 
That's why I do what I do. I don't do what I do because everything's perfect and everything's nice. There are some mean people in this world and they will do mean things. Amen. And I see it sometimes and it bugs me and my soul just assumes slap them and then love them. But my spirit says love them. Amen, right pastor? Not because I'm perfect, I'm not. Talk to my wife. Yeah, there you go. Thank you. Keep talking to her, all right? Keep talking to her. But we have to get to a place to learn to hear his voice more clearly. A lot of the young people, we're getting a lot of young people in our church right now. And I believe because we're getting real at Valley. We have a great announcement at the end of August regarding Next Gen. It's going to be fabulous what we're doing. Been working on it since last December. And we're going to announce it end of August. Young people, let's get real. Let's get real. Let's do it. The world says you got to be a certain thing. You got to do a certain way. You got to think a certain way. I'm just telling you, there is no certain way to think. You just hear God's voice and obey it. And when that happens, you know what happens? Then your soul is renewed. That's why the written word, we're to honor it and to see it as infallible and read it and understand, journal, get together with it. And when we do, church, we can start doing these things. The stuff you face now is nothing because you can go through it because you have faith. I don't want to be in shipwreck. That's what the Bible said. Some chose not faith. They chose the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, what I feel, what I think, whatever. But what does the Word say? And God will not tell you something that's opposite of the Word of God. I've had this message ready for seven and a half months. I've had this series ready for months. So if you are looking at me, let's get real and saying, well, what does he know? I... The only thing I know is what God told me to say. Amen? Can you join hands? I know it's hot. Just count it as anointing oil. You need to bottle that anointing in your life. Praise the Lord. Commitment. God, I want to make this relationship and fellowship just like Adam and Eve had. And I choose the right tree. Father, thank you for my brothers and sisters, thank you for the amazing comfort of the Holy Spirit. Comfort you rule and reign in our brothers and sisters' life that have faced heartache this week. Rule and reign in some of our families' lives that have situations in their families that have broken their hearts. Rule and reign in our businesses. Rule and reign in the schools that we are at. And when we we go into schools and we learn, Lord, 
God, allow our, our thinking, our ability of thinking and knowledge to be able to grasp what is being taught and to be able to succeed and do well. Everything's about the kingdom of God. Lord, I pray an amazing move of the Holy Spirit speaking to us, guiding us, directing us, telling us when we look in the mirror how awesome we are in the kingdom of God, that we cannot anymore hear that stupidity that man good or man bad is, that that we hear the voice of God. And the voice of God says, well done, thou good and faithful son and Bless this congregation as we continue to see the move of the Holy Spirit. Bless this congregation. Bless what we put our hands to. Bless our ministries. Lord, uh, this afternoon with the Spanish church, Lord, I proclaim in Jesus' name, people will walk off the streets and walk in here because of being drawn by the anointing of God. Blessings upon blessings in all things. In Jesus' name we pray. Everyone said amen. God bless you.